Act Two of Troilus and Cressida. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Troilus and Cressida by William Shakespeare. Act Two. Scene One. A part of the Grecian camp. Enter Ajax and Thersites. Thersites. Agamemnon, how if he had boils, full all over generally. Thersites. And those boils did run. Say so, did not the general run then? Were that not a botchy core? Dog! Then would come some matter from him. I see none now. Thou bitch wolf's son, canst thou not hear? Beating him. Feel then. The plague of grief upon thee, thou mongrel beef-witted lord. Speak then, thou vineyard's leaven, speak. I will beat thee into handsomeness. I shall sooner rail thee into wit and holiness, but I think thy horse will sooner con an oration than thou learn a prayer without book. Thou canst strike, canst thou? A red moraine of thy jay's tricks. Toadstool, learn me the proclamation. Dost thou think I have no sense thou strikest me thus? The proclamation. Thou art proclaimed a fool, I think. Do not, Porpentine, do not, my fingers itch. I would thou didst itch from head to foot, and I had the scratchy of thee. I would make thee the loathsomest scab in Greece. When thou art forth in these incursions, thou strikest as slow as another. I say the proclamation. Thou grumblest and railest every hour on Achilles, and thou art as full as envy at his greatness as Cerberus is at Proserpine's beauty. I that thou barkest at him. Mistress Thersites. Thou shouldest strike him. Cob loaf. He would pun thee into shivers with his fist as a sailor breaks a biscuit. Beating him. You horse and cur! Do, do! Thou stool for a witch! Ay, do, do, thou sodden witted lord! Thou hast no more brain than I have in mine elbows! An Athenago may tutor thee, thou scurvy valiant ass! Thou art here but to thrash Trojans, and thou art bought and sold among those of any wit! like a barbarian slave. If thou used to beat me, I will begin at thy heel, and tell what thou art by inches, thou thing of no bowels, thou. You dog! You scurvy lord! Beating him. You cur! Mars, his idiot. Do, rudeness. Do, camel. Do, do. Enter Achilles and Patroclus. Why how now, Ajax? Wherefore do ye thus? How now, Thersites? What's the matter, man? You see him there, do you? Aye, what's the matter? Nay, look upon him. So I do. What's the matter? Nay, but regard him well. Well? Why, I do so. But yet you look not well upon him, for whosoever you take him to be, he is... Ajax. I know that fool. Aye, but that fool knows not himself. Therefore I beat thee. 
no 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 what modicums of wit he utters his evasions have ears thus long i have bobbed his brain more than he has beat my bones i will buy nine sparrows for a penny and his pia mater is not worth the ninest part of a sparrow this lord achilles ajax who wears his wit in his belly and his guts in his head i'll tell you what i say of him what i say this ajax ajax offers to beat him nay good ajax has not so much wit nay i must hold you as will stop the eye of helen's needle for whom he comes to fight peace fool i would have peace and quietness but the fool will not he there that he look you there oh thou damned cur i shall would you set your wit to a fool's no i warrant you for a fool's will shame it good words thersites what's the quarrel i bade the vile owl go learn me the tenor of the proclamation and he rails upon me i serve thee not well go to go to i serve here voluntarily your last service was sufferance twas not voluntary no man is beaten voluntary ajax was here the voluntary and you as under an impress e'en so a great deal of your wit too lies in your sinews or else there be liars hector have a great catch if he knock out either of your brains i were as good crack a fusty nut with no kernel what with me too thersites there's ulysses and old nestor whose wit was mouldy ere your grandsires had nails on their toes yoke you like draught oxen and make you plough up the walls what what yes good sooth two achilles two ajax two i shall cut out your tongue tis no matter i shall speak as much as thou afterwards no more words thersites peace i will hold my peace when achilles bratch bids me shall i there's for you patroclus i will see you hanged like clock poles is i come any more to your tents i will keep where there is wit stirring and leave the faction of fools exit a good riddance marry this sir is proclaimed through all our host that hector by the fifth hour of the sun will with a trumpet twixt our tents and troy to-morrow morning call some knight to arms that hath a stomach and such a one that dare maintain i know not what tis trash farewell farewell who shall answer him i know not tis put to lottery otherwise he knew this man oh meaning you i will go learn more of it exeunt scene two troy a room in priam's palace enter priam hector troilus paris and helenus after so many hours lives speech is spent thus once again says nestor from the greeks deliver helen and all damage else as honour loss of time travail expense wounds friends 
and what else dear that is consumed in hot digestion of this cormorant war shall be struck off hector what say you to it though no man lesser fears the greeks than i as far as toucheth my particular yet dread priam there is no lady of more softer bowels more spongy to suck in the sense of fear more ready to cry out who knows what follows than hector is the wound of peace is surety surety secure but modest doubt is called the beacon of the wise the tent that searches to the bottom of the worst let helen go since the first sword was drawn about this question every tithe soul mongst many thousand dimes hath been as dear as helen i mean of ours if we have lost so many tenths of ours to guard a thing not ours nor worth to us had it our name the value of one ten what merits in that reason which denies the yielding of her up Fie. Fie, my brother, weigh you the worth and honour of a king so great as our dread father in a scale of common ounces? Will you with counters sum the past proportion of his infinite, and buckle in a waist most fathomless, with spans and inches so diminutive as fears and reasons? Fie, for godly shame! No marvel, though you bite so sharp at reasons, you are so empty of them should not our father bear the great sway of his affairs with reasons because your speech hath none that tells him so you are for dreams and slumbers brother priest you fur your gloves with reason uh, here are your reasons you know an enemy intends you harm you know a sword employed is perilous and reason flies the object of all harm who marvels then when helenus beholds a grecian and his sword if he do set the very wings of reason to his heels and fly like chidden mercury from jove or like a star disorbed nay if we talk of reason let's shut our gates and sleep huh manhood and honour should have hair hearts would they but fat their thoughts with this crammed reason reason and respect make livers pale and lustihood deject brother she is not worth what she doth cost the holding what is aught but as tis valued but value dwells not in particular will it holds his estimate and dignity as well wherein tis precious of itself as in the prizer tis mad idolatry to make the service greater than the god and the will dotes that is attributive to what infectiously itself affects without some image of the affected merit i take to-day a wife and my election is led on in the conduct of my will my will enkindled by mine eyes and ears two traded pilots twixt the dangerous shores of will and judgment how may i avoid although my will distaste what it elected the wife i chose there can be no evasion to blench from this and to stand firm by honour we turn not back the silks upon the merchant when we have soiled them nor the remainder viands we do not throw in unrespective sieve because we now are full it was thought meet paris should do some vengeance on the greeks your breath of full consent bellied his sails 
the seas and winds old wranglers took a truce and did him service he touched the ports desired and for an old aunt whom the greeks held captive he brought a grecian queen whose youth and freshness wrinkles apollo's and makes stale the morning why keep we her the grecians have our aunt is she worth keeping why she is a pearl whose price hath launched above a thousand ships and turned crowned kings to merchants if you'll avouch twas wisdom paris went as you must needs for your cry go go if you'll confess he brought home noble prize as you must needs for your clapped your hands and cried inestimable why do you now the issue of your proper wisdom's rate and do a deed that fortune never did beggar the estimation which you prized richer than sea and land oh theft most base that we have stolen what we do fear to keep but thieves unworthy of a thing so stolen that in their country did them that disgrace we fear to warrant in our native place cry trojans cry what noise what shriek is this tis our mad sister i do know her voice cry trojans it is cassandra enter cassandra raving cry trojans cry lend me ten thousand eyes and i will fill them with prophetic tears peace sister peace virgins and boys mid-age and wrinkled eld soft infancy that nothing canst but cry add to my clamours let us pay betimes a moiety of that mass of moon to come. Cry, Trojans, cry. Practice your eyes with tears. Try must not be, nor goodly alien stand. Our firebrand brother, Paris, burns us all. Cry, Trojans, cry. A Helen and a woo. Cry, cry. Troy burns or else let helen go exit now youthful troilus do not these high strains of divination in our sister work some touches of remorse or is your blood so madly hot that no discourse of reason nor fear of bad success in a bad cause can qualify the same why brother hector we may not think the justness of each act such and no other than event doth form it nor once deject the courage of our mind because cassandra's mad her brain-sick raptures cannot distaste the goodness of a quarrel which hath our several honours all engaged to make it gracious for my private part i am no more touched than all priam's sons and jove forbid that there should be done amongst us such things as might offend the weakest spleen to fight for and maintain else might the world convince of levity as well my undertakings as your counsels but i attest the gods your full consent gave wings to my propension and cut off all fears attending on so dire a project for what alas can these my single arms what propagnation is in one man's valour to stand the push and enmity of those this quarrel would excite yet i protest were i alone to pass the difficulties and had as ample power as i have will paris should ne'er retract what he hath done nor faint in the pursuit paris you speak like one besotted on your sweet delights you have the honey still but these the gall so to be valiant is no praise at all sir i propose not merely to myself the pleasures such a beauty brings with it 
but I would have the soil of her fair rape wiped off, in honourable keeping her. What treason were it to the ransacked queen, disgrace to your great worths, and shame to me, now to deliver her possession up on terms of base compulsion? Can it be that so degenerate a strain as this should once set footing in your generous bosoms? There's not the meanest spirit on our party without a heart to dare or sword to draw when Helen is defended, nor none so noble whose life were ill-bestowed or death unfamed where Helen is the subject. Then, I say, well may we fight for her whom, we know well, the world's large spaces cannot parallel. Paris and Troilus, you have both said well, and on the cause in question now in hand have glozed, but superficially, not much unlike young men whom Aristotle thought unfit to hear moral philosophy. The reasons you allege do more conduce to the hot passion of distempered blood than to make up a free determination twixt right and wrong. For pleasure and revenge have ears more deaf than adders to the voice of any true decision. Nature craves all dues be rendered to their owners. Now, what nearer debt in all humanity than wife is to the husband? If this law of nature be corrupted through affection, and that great minds of partial indulgence to their benumbed wills resist the same, there is a law in each well-ordered nation to curb those raging appetites that are most disobedient and refractory. If Helen then be wife to Sparta's king, as it is known she is, these moral laws of nature and of nations speak aloud to have her back returned. Thus to persist in doing wrong extenuates not wrong, but makes it much more heavy. Hector's opinion is this in way of truth. Yet nevertheless, my sprightly brethren, I propend to you in resolution to keep Helen still, for tis a cause that hath no mean dependence upon our joint and several dignities. Why, there you touched the life of our design! Were it not glory that we more affected than the performance of our heaving spleens, I would not wish a drop of Trojan blood spent more in her defence. But, worthy Hector, she is a theme of honour and renown, a spur to valiant and magnanimous deeds, whose present courage may beat down our foes, and fame in time to come canonize us. For, I presume, brave Hector would not lose so rich advantage of a promised glory as smiles upon the forehead of this action for the wide world's revenue. I am yours, you valiant offspring of great Priamus. I have a roisting challenge sent amongst the dun and factious nobles of the Greeks. will strike amazement to their drowsy spirits. I was advertised their great general slept, whilst emulation in the army crept. This, I presume, will wake him. Exeunt. Scene three. The Grecian camp, before Achilles' tent. Enter Thersites, Solus. How now, Thersites? What, lost in the labyrinth of thy fury? Shall the elephant Ajax carry it thus? He beats me, and I rail at him. A worthy satisfaction, would it were otherwise, that I could beat him whilst he railed at me. Sfoot, I'll learn to conjure and raise devils, but I'll see some issue of my spiteful execrations. Then there's Achilles, 
a rare engineer. If Troy be not taken till these two undermine it, the walls will stand till they fall of themselves. O thou, great thunder-data of Olympus, forget that thou art Jove, the king of gods, and Mercury lose all the serpentine craft of thy caduceus, if ye take not that little, little less than little wit from them that they have, which short arm ignorance itself knows is so abundant scarce. It will not in circumvention deliver a fly from a spider without drawing their massy irons and cutting the web. After this, the vengeance on the whole camp, or rather the bone ache, for that, methinks, is the curse dependent on those that wore for a placket. I have said my prayers, and devil envy say, Amen. What ho, my lord Achilles? Enter Patroclus. Who's there? Thersites. Good Thersites, come in and rail. If I could have remembered a guilt counterfeit, thou wouldst not have slipped out of my contemplation. But it is no matter, thyself upon thyself. The common curse of mankind, folly and ignorance, be thine in great revenue. Heaven bless thee from a tutor, and discipline come not near thee. Let thy blood be thy direction till thy death. Then, if she that lays thee out says thou art a fair course, I'll be sworn and sworn upon she never shrouded any but lasers. Amen. Where's Achilles? What, art thou devout? Wast thou in prayer? Aye, the heavens hear me. Enter Achilles. Who's there? Thersites, my lord. Where, where? Art thou come? Why, my cheese, my digestion, why hast thou not served thyself into my table so many meals? Come, what's Agamemnon? Thy commander, Achilles. Then tell me, Patroclus, what's Achilles? Thy lord, Thersites. Then tell me, I pray thee, what's thyself? Thy knower, Patroclus. Then tell me, Patroclus, what art thou? Thou mayest tell that knowest. Oh, tell, tell. Then I'll decline the whole question. Agamemnon commands Achilles. Achilles is my lord. I am Patroclus Noah, and Patroclus is a fool. You rascal. Peace, fool. I have not done. He is a privileged man. Proceed, Thersites. Agamemnon is a fool. Achilles is a fool. Thersites is a fool. And as aforesaid, Patroclus is a fool. Derive this. Come. Agamemnon is a fool to command Achilles. Achilles is a fool to be commanded of Agamemnon. Thersites is a fool to serve such a fool, and Patroclus is a fool positive. Why am I a fool? Make that demand of the prover. It suffices me that thou art. Look you, who comes here? Patroclus, I'll speak with nobody. Come in with me, Thersites. Exit. 
Here is such patchery, such juggling, and such knavery. All the argument is a cuckold and a whore. A good quarrel to draw emulous factions and bleed to death upon. Now the dry serpico on the subject. And war and lechery confound all. Exit. Enter Agamemnon, Ulysses, Nestor, Diomedes, and Ajax. Where is Achilles? Within his tent, but ill-disposed, my lord. Let it be known to him that we are here. He shent our messengers, and we lay by our appertainments visiting of him. Let him be told so, lest perchance he think we dare not move the question of our place, or know not what we are. I shall say so to him. Exit. We saw him at the opening of his tent. He is not sick. Yes, lion sick, sick of proud heart. You may call it melancholy if you will favour the man, but by my head tis pride. But why, why, let him show us the cause. A word, my lord. Takes Agamemnon aside. What moves Ajax thus to bay at him? Achilles hath inveigled his fool from him. Who, Thersites? He. Then will Ajax lack matter if he have lost his argument? No, you see, he is his argument that has his argument, Achilles. All the better. Their fraction is more our wish than their faction. But it was a strong composure a fool could disunite. The amity that wisdom knits not, folly may easily untie. Here comes Patroclus. Re-enter Patroclus. No Achilles with him? The elephant hath joints, but none for courtesy. His legs are legs for necessity, not for flexure. Achilles bids me say he is much sorry. If anything more than your sport and pleasure did move your greatness and this noble state to call upon him, he hopes it is no other but for your health and your digestion's sake, and after dinner's breath. Hear you, Patroclus, we are too well acquainted with these answers, but his evasion winged thus swift with scorn cannot outfly our apprehensions. Much attribute he hath, and much the reason why we ascribe it to him. Yet all his virtues, not virtuously on his own part beheld, do in our eyes begin to lose their gloss. Yea, like fair fruit in an unwholesome dish, are like to rot untasted. Go and tell him, we come to speak with him, and you shall not sin if you do say we think him over-proud and under-honest, in self-assumption greater than in the note of judgment, and worthier than himself. Here tend the savage strangeness he puts on, disguised the holy strength of their command, and underwrite in an observing kind his humorous predominance. Yea, watch his pettish loons, his ebbs, his flows, as if the passage and whole carriage of this action rode on his tide. Go tell him this, and add, that if he overhold his prize so much, we'll none of him, but let him like an engine, not portable, lie under this report. Bring action hither, this cannot go to war. A stirring dwarf we do allowance give before a sleeping giant. Tell him so. I shall and bring his answer presently. Exit. In second voice, we'll not be satisfied. We come to speak with him. Ulysses, enter you. Exit Ulysses. 
what is he more than another no more than what he thinks he is is he so much do you not think he thinks himself a better man than i am no question will you subscribe his thought and say he is no noble ajax you are as strong as valiant as wise no less noble much more gentle and altogether more tractable why should a man be proud how doth pride grow i know not what pride is your mind is the clearer ajax and your virtues the fairer he that is proud eats up himself pride is his own glass his own trumpet his own chronicle and whatever praises itself but in the deed devours the deed in the praise i do hate a proud man as i hate the engendering of toads aside yet he loves himself it's not strange re-enter ulysses achilles will not to the field to-morrow what's his excuse he doth rely on none but carries on the stream of his dispose without observance or respect of any in will peculiar and in self-admission why will he not upon our fair request untent his person and share the air with us things small as nothing for request's sake only he makes important possessed he is with greatness and speaks not to himself but with a pride that quarrels at self-breath imagined worth holds in his blood such swoln and hot discourse that twixt his mental and his active parts kingdomed achilles in commotion rages and batters down himself what should i say he is so plaguy proud that the death tokens of it cry no recovery let ajax go to him dear lord go you and greet him in his tent tis said he holds you well and will be led at your request a little from himself o oh, agamemnon let it not be so we'll consecrate the steps that ajax makes when they go from achilles shall the proud lord that bastes his arrogance with his own seam and never suffers matter of the world enter his thoughts save such as do revolve and ruminate himself shall he be worshipped of that we hold an idol more than he no this thrice worthy and right valiant lord must not so stale his palm nobly acquired nor by my will assubjugate his merit as amply titled as achilles is by going to achilles that were to enlard his fat already pride and add more coals to cancer when he burns with entertaining great hyperion this lord go to him jupiter forbid and say in thunder achilles go to him aside to diomedes oh this is well he rubs the vein of him and how his silence drinks up this applause if i go to him with my armed fist i'll pash him o'er the face oh no you shall not go and to be proud with me i'll feize his pride let me go to him not for the worth that hangs upon our quarrel a paltry insolent fellow how he describes himself can he not be sociable the raven chides blackness i'll let his humours blood he will be the physician that should be the patient and all men were of my mind wit would be out of fashion i should not bear it so i should eat swords first shall pride carry it and twould you'd carry half he would have ten shares i will need him i'll make him supple he's not yet though warm force him with praises pour in pour in his ambition is dry 
to agamemnon my lord you feed too much on this dislike our noble general do not do so you must prepare to fight without achilles why tis this naming of him does him harm here is a man but tis before his face i will be silent wherefore should you so he's not emulous as achilles is no the whole world he is as valiant a horse and dog that shall pelter thus with us would he were a trojan what a vice were it in ajax now if he were proud or covetous of praise ay or surly born or strange or self-affected thank the heavens lord thou art of sweet composure praise him that got thee she that gave thee suck famed be thy tutor and thy parts of nature thrice famed beyond all erudition but he that disciplined thy arms to fight let mars divide eternity in twain and give him half and for thy vigour bull-bearing milo his addition yield to sinewy ajax i will not praise thy wisdom which like a bourne a pale a shore confines thy spacious and dilated parts here's nestor instructed by the antiquary times he must he is he cannot but be wise but pardon father nestor were your days as green as ajax and your brain so tempered you should not have the eminence of him but be as ajax shall i call you father ay my good son be ruled by him lord ajax there is no tarrying here the heart achilles keeps thicket please it our great general to call together all his state of war fresh kings are come to troy to-morrow we must with all our main of power stand fast and here's a lord come knights from east to west and cull their flower ajax shall cope the best go we to counsel let achilles sleep light-boats sail swift though greater hulks draw deep exeunt end of act two